0: Hello there. My name is Gareth Long and I'm the Communications Coordinator for the Faculty of Arts, Humanities and Social Sciences at ARU. In this podcast series, I'll be interviewing some of our students, alumni and academic and technical staff to explore their experiences of education, their career paths and their advice for anyone hoping to work in the same field. In this episode, I talk with Monique Brown, Technical Officer for Fashion. We cover her work as an animatronic model designer on feature films including The Fifth Element and Star Wars The Phantom Menace, the importance of experimentation in creative projects, and how emerging digital technologies might affect both fashion and costume design in the future. This interview was originally recorded in March 2021, when the UK was still under national lockdown because of the coronavirus pandemic. So with no further ado, let's get on with the podcast.
1: Right. OK, well, I'm Monique Brown. I'm um, one of the technical officers um, for the Fashion BA course. Um, i uh, That's not what I did in my professional life, <laughs> um, but um, I actually um, started off as a costume designer and um, that was my background. But I mainly worked in films and feature films. So um, when I originally came to ARU, when they started the course, up, there was a costume element to it. Uh, And so um, I, uh, yeah, they they didn't have anybody who knew how to set up fashion workshops, which are very similar to costume workshops, you know. So, um, yeah, so that's kind of how um, I came to be here um, and and started off really, yeah. But uh, I mean, I I don't tend to do much um, in terms of uh, my costume work outside of ARU. Um, I sort of kind of, yeah. Um, that it's very involved and I don't have enough time or hours to do that but I you know I, I do my own art I mean I have a fine art degree as well which I got at ARU so um, you know um, I have done those sort of bits and pieces in exhibitions but um, yeah.
0: So it was fine art your original um, degree?
1: Uh, uh, um, no Um the first time I was, you know, when I was 18, I went to, um, well, we didn't have degrees in, in theatre design in those days, <laughs> because I'm a little bit older than most people. And um, so um, it was, um, you know, they were they were all diplomas, but I went to a polytechnic. So, yeah, so I did theatre design, which was set and costume. That's what I did originally. Um, and I did, before that, start off in fine art. But then sort of, yeah, I, I chose to, to work in the theatre. Um so that's what I did initially, yeah.
0: What made you decide to move to costume design then? What got you interested in that?
1: Well I suppose, a rich, uh, long story short, I actually was a trained dancer from a very early age. I went to quite a well-known dance academy in Suffolk um, and I, I trained from the age of four so I already had worked as a performer in the theatre but then I had to give that up because I had some injuries which Prevented, it so that's what I was going to continue doing so I went to art school instead because I could I've always been very good at art so um it was while I was there that you know I sort of was saying oh but I really liked working in the theatre and you know one of my teachers you know um bless them they sort of said well, you know you could do design for theatre and I went oh can I and so yeah you know as you do when you're very young and you don't know about all these sort of things so um yeah so that's how I I ended up on the other side in in theatre, and in fact, yeah, then that developed into films, so yeah.
0: Was it easy to find courses on um, theatre design, costume design? Uh,
1: No, there was only but in my day, so this is 1980, 1980, yes, um, so there was only about four courses in the country, and there was only, I think there was only one degree course. Um, so the sort of most well-known ones were at Nottingham Trent, at Croydon, which is where I went, uh, and Wimbledon School of Art. So they were all sort of schools of art, you know, they weren't, um, and there was one other course but I can't remember where that was, and I think they were the only ones, that those, you know, in those days. I mean, it's obviously it's, it's expanded and, you know, it's, it's much bigger and, and, you know, students have got a lot more options now, so yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. And you still do costume design on the fashion design degree here, then? As a no, we all. don't
1: have we don't have that element anymore yeah, um, yeah. at all. Um, and that was really only in the first maybe three or four years, and it was kind of aligned with John Clark who used to run um, a design a degree. Here at A R U till about I think that got ceased two years ago. Was it? I can't remember when John left us.
0: I think it might even be longer than that. It I might.
1: Mean, be, it might it, yeah. Feeling. And I did do I did do a couple of teaching workshops for him for that course as well, um, back in the day. But yeah, so that sort of element did stop after about three or four years, I think. So the 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 fashion course as it is now has been going for about. Must be twelve because i've been I've been here twelve years, so yeah, so must have be about eleven or twelve years. so it was only those first maybe yeah, three years that it had that costume element and then it kind of evolved into just being fashion. Uh, yeah
0: so did you have to? evolve your skill set along with that?
1: Well yeah um, yes to a certain extent because how I was trained when you're trained for costume it is slightly different from when you train for um, fashion but to be fair a lot of the stuff is is very similar you know you how you make construct a garment if it's you know a garment to be worn is very similar I mean there are because my specialism was actually in in specialist costumes and creature costumes and that is very different but you know if you're making straight what I call straight, you know, uh, costumes. Um, So if somebody's wearing a suit or they're wearing a dress or that you know, it's all exactly the same, it's made and constructed in the same way. So all those, you know, basic um, workshops that um, we run for the students, you know, how to put in a certain type of pocket, how to, you know, sew on a certain type of zip, you know, how to pattern cut in a certain way, those sort of things are pretty much generic to be fair.
0: So it's, if a student studies fashion design, it's not a big leap for them to then go into this.
1: No, not at all. And there are some courses that do still combine, you know. Um, I mean, I used to lecture at the London College of Fashion and, um, you know, they, they've got courses that are for fashion and for costume, you know. Um, so there are a lot of courses that do do that crossover um, between fashion and uh, performance, if you like. So, you know, I think the, the areas are very blurred these days, yeah.
0: Is there any piece of art and design that inspired you Get involved in fashion or costume design originally?
1: Um, well, I suppose the fashion thing came to me a bit, I mean, I, I I worked on a film called Fifth Element and Jean-Paul Gaultier was the cost. He, he um, was brought on uh, to design a lot of the costumes and watching him work suddenly, you know, it was kind of one of those light bulb moments. I suddenly thought, oh yes, you know, that's, that's a really interesting and creative side um to you know to an industry that I hadn't sort of really thought of I kind of you know been immersed in the world of you know films and sort of effects and and costume effects and stuff so uh yeah it, it was and and he was fabulous um and to watch him work was amazing so yeah I think probably he sort of ignited my interest in fashion and then you know I sort of thought oh okay oh that's interesting but, yeah, I mean, I didn't act on that at the time. I mean, this is quite a few years ago. But, um, you know, looking back on it, I thought, oh, God, yeah, no, actually, I think it probably was, that probably was the moment, really, that I did think, ooh, you know, there's quite interest in fashion as well, you know.
0: <laughs> what well, did he show you then when you were... Were you working under him? on before, no, I we're Or were you working, just working?
1: So yes yeah, so so I worked techniques? under um, a guy called um, Nick Dudman who was head of the Creature Effects or what they call Creature Effects okay. so I was the supervisor um, for um, the uh, Creature Effect um, uh, uh, costume element of his of his team but um, you do collaborate all the time so you know uh, we were always classed as animatronic model designers, but my specialism was, you know, the kind of creature costume element. So we would work with the performers and we're putting them into costumes. They're just very strange and, you know, uh, not c- conventional, but sometimes you had to work with the, um, the costume designer and his team, because it might be that we have to create the creature body, the shape of the creature body, which is a costume in itself, but then, the costume department then had to design the costume that would then go on top of that, if you see what I mean. And because of the constraints of how my body costume, if you like, works and how, you know, and they might the performer might have an animatronic head on or weird arms and so the costume that the costume department had to make and design had to be done in a certain way because how to get in and out of it, for instance, would be very different to a traditional standard. Kind of costume if you see what i mean <laughs> if mm-hmm. that makes sense so you did collaborate so mm-hmm. i didn't work under him no but i watched his team and um yeah just some of the stuff that um he was doing i i really liked i you know i really warmed to how he just his process i think of working is very creative i mean as you know obviously hopefully most designers are you know um but it was great because it was a fifth element particularly was a, a french production um and obviously um Basson is french and so was all the producers and obviously jean paul cotier is french so there was it was incredibly it was a really um it was a really fun film to work on actually because it had this um a lot of other films i've worked on is, you know it's america you know it's it's all the americans um and it's hollywood and stuff and they work in a very different way but the french were so much more creative they were really kind of yeah, it was a fresher way of working which I really enjoyed, I did did prefer that, yeah.
0: And did you get to meet Luc Besson much?
1: Oh yeah, no, I worked, yeah, yeah, no, and it was great actually because he, which you don't always get to do, but because I was, Doing a lot of so my team and, and I, um, for instance, we 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 made all the Mondeshawans. I don't know if you know Fifth Element, um, but we made I love
0: Fifth Element. Oh, well, <laughs> I have to we confess made a, um, we made lots site,
1: of, Okay, yeah. So we made lots of different things, but I made the, the Mondeshawans. So um yeah, and Luke was great because he would always come down to my workshop and we would talk about how he wanted things he was very hands-on but he also you know because the performers within our suits had to be very specific he just handed all that over to me he just said Monique you know you know what you need you know what I want he said you so I actually cast you know I did all the casting I cast the actors um I put them through their paces I I ran all the all our um Uh, you know rehearsals and stuff which is quite unusual you wouldn't normally get that to be fair so he was he was very generous in that way you know he he was quite happy to hand over that sort of thing to me so yeah yeah and to to Nick obviously who was my boss but yeah
0: that's great because Luke Besson's one of these people who comes across as something of an auteur as well you know and and seems as if he's going to have everything just so so to give people those kind of opportunities
1: well it's it's a balance because yes he was very particular don't get me wrong and he he did have a very strong vision and he you know even when i said things like you know the design of this it's not going to you want them to do this but because of that particular way you've designed it you know it's not going to do that you know that and he goes i don't care it's got to look right he said we'll 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 work it out you know so he was very particular about how and how things looked was it was very you know the the strong design element of that film he was very much yeah very in control of yeah no definitely yeah it was uh,
0: yeah and the design is fantastic in that movie that's that's one of the things that's always stuck in my head just the way everything looks and yeah. works together the world he's created in it yeah
1: it's, no it's absolutely so. Yeah.
0: And it's yeah. a one-off as well, you know, it's never became a franchise, there's never anything else in that world. I mean, some of his other movies look a bit similar, and he's obviously taken some of the design and um, used it, reiterated, I guess. But it's it's a one-off, you know, and that's, yeah. that's something that's really special, I think. Yeah. yeah. It must yeah. be fantastic, knowing that you had a hand in that. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean,
1: it was, you know, um, yeah, and obviously, You know, our department got a BAFTA for that, so yeah, we were were pretty chuffed about that. I mean, it went to Nick, obviously, but Nick cast the BAFTA and handed it to. There was four of us that were his heads of department, if you like, um, under him, and then he he gave us all a a a mock up. I don't know if he's supposed to do that, (laughs) but (laughs) don't tell anybody.
0: So, what single piece of advice would you give your younger self?
1: I think it's to not worry about taking opportunities you know I mean I've been very lucky I've had an awful lot of opportunities that have landed on my lap and I've gone oh this is really scary and I don't know anything about that but because I've taken that opportunity it's opened huge doors so I think that's what I would say to my younger mm-hmm. don't be afraid of those opportunities you know you you go straight on and take
0: them yeah are there any you didn't take that you wish you had or did you just were you just really open to
1: um, I tried to be open. There probably are ones that um, I didn't take uh, when I was younger, when I was a lot, you know, I mean, I didn't come from this sort of background. My parents are working class, you know, people who didn't go to university. I was the only person in my family that went to university, you know. So I suppose a lot of the stuff felt a bit like, oh, you know, how, how can somebody like me do something like that? You know, so I probably was a bit reserved when I first started. Um, so probably, yeah, I probably didn't do some things that maybe, you know, would have opened up. So, but, you know, nonetheless, I had a 20 year you know career in, in the film industry. I had quite a good reputation
0: professionally, mm-hmm. you
1: know. Um, so, yeah, um, I think I probably did all right. <laughs> you know, in the scheme of things.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like it. getting to work with people like that. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, So, what's the most valuable thing you took away from your formal education, let's say?
1: Um, probably uh, not to be afraid to experiment. Um, I see it a lot in our students now as well. I think they're very, they seem very worried, I think maybe because they're so much more invested in your education, you know, they have to pay a lot of money for it and so they kind of really panic about it a bit and I think they kind of feel, oh, I've got to do it right. Do you know what I mean? And I kind of really sometimes say to them look this is the only time where you know you can do what you like when you're out in the industry mo- most of the time and certainly when you start off people are going to tell you what to do this is your moment to experiment and really push and take as much from your education as you can so I think that's what I would say yeah. Mm.
0: And um, does the fashion design course um, encourage experimentation and creative?
1: Yes, oh no, definitely, yeah. Um, it is a very design-led course um, and, you know, we do show the students a lot of different techniques and we try and, you know, do try and get them to um, think outside the box a little bit. Um, we're, we're quite a um, practical-based course as well, so we do do a lot of uh, practical demonstrations. Um, with them and you know yeah definitely they're encouraged to and they do they have a lot of industry input as well um which the academic team you know um um uh, organize and, and 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 i think that's really valuable for them so yeah so hopefully yeah hopefully
0: what do you think the future of fashion designs can look like with the technology that's emerging at the moment
1: um that's quite interesting i think i'm hoping that it's going to, certainly going to be a lot less um, wasteful and exploitative um, and they'll move away from that I mean I think you know this The younger generation know that it's great they're really so much more clued up on you know sustainability and, and wanting things to be a lot more ethically sourced and created and I think that's going to be really interesting however there is as you say an awful lot of digital stuff now you know you can create you know, 3D scans of a body and, you know, you can you can do things now that you could never do. Certainly in my, you know, my generation, you know, it's a pen and paper, mate, and you're cutting, bumping out, and you're, you know. um. So, you know, the digital world is a huge world, isn't it? It's opened up enormous things for, for, for a lot of students. Um. So, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of really interesting uh, other types of kit, you know, and I certainly know you are thinking of, you know, hopefully investing in in, uh, these other new digital uh, technologies and and, and different types of machines that you can produce different things with. So, you know, 3D printers, you know, um, laser cutters, you know, you can create um, garments out, you know, in in very different ways nowadays. And that is really interesting and and very exciting. Um, I think it's a lot to learn, yeah.
0: And and in terms of um, cinema, actual design for costumes things like that now that cgi is such a big thing and and relatively cheap and easy compared to how it used to be is is there still a place for costume design
1: so i think we in when cgi first came out and i mean i I was working in the industry then and we were all a bit worried about it we're thinking you know our jobs are not going to be as they were before and there was a period of time where things did evolve and did change but you know cgi is hugely expensive it is vastly expensive Mm. and even now um you know if you ask somebody to make you know um a costume for somebody for a thousand pounds but they wanted it cgi it's going to cost them a lot more than a thousand pounds so you know and the time frame is is very different so no i don't think it's ever going to take up and even in like you know films like star wars and that i worked on and 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 you know fifth element and you know things like, you know, the mummy films and those sort of things, you know, we still had to make the, the suits for the, for the actors to perform in, you know, even um, for instance, I worked on Phantom Menace. So when they did Jar Jar Binks, I know that looks like a CGI character, but, you know, we actually made uh, my, you know, my, my team made, Um, a mock-up of the suit of Jar Jar it kind of looks a bit weird because you've got the performer's face and then Jar Jar Binks' head is stuck on top of him and you know they they film it all in green screen and then you know it's all digitized and then they produced Jar Jar in CGI but they had to base it on you know an actual actor performing wearing some kind of costume which related to what Jar Jar Binks looked like so I mean there will be some there will always be some just purely CGI, but there'll always be some just purely physical costumes or you know.
0: Have you noticed a trend back towards the, the more manual way of doing things? Maybe,
1: maybe, but I don't know whether that's whether that's economic led or whether that's um I think there's you know, I think there's, you know, like all these things, I think there's a place for everything. You know, there's a place for both of these. I mean, I think there's a lot of actors that, you know really um have, uh, like the guys in Lord of the Rings, you know, the guy that played Gollum, you know, he loved doing all that physical stuff and it's all green screen and, you know, Um and then, you, you know, he's, he's performing in that way and he found that really interesting. But there are other actors who actually hate it and they want to wear their costume, they want their prop. They feel like that's how they're going to get their character. You know, so, I, yeah, there must be room for all, surely. Hopefully, yeah.
0: Because he went and set up a, his own, anim- is it, Green screen animatronics. Not animatronics, yes. sorry.
1: No, he yeah, motion capture. Yeah, motion capture. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah.
0: Did all the Planet of the Apes new That's ones fun. as well. Yeah. Which were surprisingly good. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I was never a fan actually, of those. I and the new ones. So, yeah. yeah I've, I've always said to anybody who didn't like the original ones, and as a kid, I hated the original ones.
1: Just yeah, they, watching they were watching they.
0: Yeah. But um the new ones are actually surprisingly good. And I think he's, you know. The technology drives that kind of a project. Yeah,
1: I mean, you know, when I when I first worked with CGI, it's very different to what they do now. Yes, and so you know, everything does evolve. Yeah, for sure. And you know, yeah, some amazing stuff they can do for sure.
0: But also, having said that, you know, the, some of the new Star Wars ones, the most recent ones, going they went back to models, didn't they? Like the Millennium Falcon, they still had they. Recreated the original yeah they wooden did. ship, I think, didn't they?
1: Yeah, yeah, no, true. I mean, when I worked on Phantom Menace, I mean, George Lucas had all the original puppets. You know, Yoda shipped back over from from Sky Skywalker Ranch, where he keeps everything in these huge warehouses. And and I remember we had this big meeting, and my team were there, and I was there, and 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 um uh, um. George Lucas was there and he was going, oh no, and Will. and we were opening the packaging of, of of the original Yoda and it's all like, oh, you know, we've all got to be in awe of this thing. And there's this mouldy old puppet, you know, which which is falling apart and it's kind of almost virtually turning to dust, you know. And all, and of course we had to completely remake it all because it, you know, it because I also worked with puppets and stuff and so on. But anyway, um, so that was all part of my my department as well. So you know, yeah, we we ended up making it all again. But yeah, they um. Yeah, you, you, it's interesting how, you know, they, they still want that original kind of, you know, um, look and, and feel as well, even though they draw all over it as well. You know. Made him jump, which was hilarious. But that was a bit funny. But anyway, <laughs> the, the puppet did. Which, uh, yeah, they CGI'd um, Yoda in one of the sequences where he's, he's actually, you see him fighting. Um. And yes. it's jumping over the place and we just thought it was hilarious because it just looked so funny but yeah you know it's gotten a lot better since then but yeah but you're right they, they you know they still want to make those you know they still want some of those those artifacts for sure
0: what's the most interesting thing you get to do in your current role do you think or what makes it interesting for you
1: well i think it is the collaboration with the students you know it's it's and staff really it's working with them and their ideas and, and trying to help them realise, you know, their their creative, you know, process in, in whatever way I can. So it's very much, yeah, I mean, if I sat at a desk and just did admin, I think I would be bored out of my brains. So I, I need that interaction with, um, you know, and seeing people's creativity and their journey, I think it's fair. But yeah, I really, I really like that. And will
0: there be more collaboration, do you think, between different students in the future on these courses? I
1: think so. I think so. I mean, I think, you know, um with the new team on board, you know, I think they're thinking, um, you know, how, you know, CSEI um, and their courses and and how, you know, CSA courses, you know, and I think the collaboration, hopefully, between various students and their departments and how things can evolve, you know, and you can work with other students, I think would be fab. I mean, our students have always worked with photography students or, you know, um, some fine art students or some film students, you know, there's always been a little bit of, of collaboration, but I think that will, yeah, I think that's going to improve and, and be more, and I think that that will be really interesting, yeah.
0: How does any work you've done outside the university time with your work at Aiu? so I guess how does, how does the work you've done on films and costume design, say, how was that taught or impacted what you do now? What have you learned from that that you've brought into this role maybe?
1: Gosh, well, hmm, I don't know. That's a tricky one, isn't it? I mean, mm-hmm. hopefully my, I can impart my experience in some way just to kind of help them maybe understand, you know, what the process of design and making, but how, you know, how that can be reflected in the real world maybe. Um and also, you know, what you know, what it's like as a professional to work in an industry, whether it be the film industry or the fashion industry. Um, you know, and maybe just, you know, try and bring a little bit of realism for them. Um But I mean, you know, I have a lot of experience of working on set and stuff. So, you know, all the fashion shows I usually, you know, help, you know, mainly organise and you know, as a team we work together with, but I run a lot of it, um, just because, you know, my background of, you know exhibitions and, and and being on set and stuff but that that all yeah I I do a lot of all that as well for the department um yeah
0: have you had many students have said they want to go into costume design and films over the years
1: yes yeah over the years um there's been a few and I've I've managed to put some people in contact with 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 industry people um not so much recently um to be fair. It's interesting how your student body evolves, isn't it? Um, so you you get, maybe in the early sort of few years, they were more open to do, you know, uh, developing out into other industries. But I think maybe the last sort of two or three years, I think they are very sort of focused on fashion. Uh, but also, you know, um, you know, looking at kind of, you um, ethical issues and stuff and sustainability so um, yeah I think their, their, their interests are, are yeah slightly different at the moment it's interesting maybe it'll it'll branch out a bit more um, again who knows
0: yeah mm. I mean has lockdown hit fashion quite badly
1: <gasps> yeah it's a tricky one I mean I think the students have suffered for sure and I mean it's kind of made us also think how we're going to do it. so we I don't know you probably do know yeah that we've you know, we've got this YouTube channel. So Jane and I have been frantically uh, making videos um, for fashion, for all the processes. Because you know, normally over the course of
0: uh, oh, the, te- the technical,
1: yeah, we channel, were, yeah. Yeah, yeah the H S technical services YouTube channel. So all the technical officers have been doing various uh, uh, um, videos to help the students so that they can access a lot of you know um and so jane and I. jane's the other fashion technical officer so i work four days she works two days but so we we've been making our own videos so you know so you know the the last project that they've been doing for instance the first years have to make a shirt so normally we would be showing them over the course of weeks all the you know all the processes of that you know how how you make your basic garment how you do your Darts, how you do your button stands, how you put a collar on, all those sort of things. Well, of course, normally you would be doing live workshops with them, but obviously we mm-hmm. couldn't do that. So, you know, we produce quite a lot of videos of all those processes so that, you know, and then I'll go on Teams with them and I'll show them and then we'll talk about it. So, actually, yes, it's been interesting in as much as, you know, we've been incredibly busy over lockdown, but it's like developing on and working out how you can, you know, how you can get what the students need in terms of their their practical based skills you know um and we we also Jen and I also produced a lot of step-by-step guides that we we've put up on our canvas site so you know there are a lot now because you know it's, it's endless isn't it somebody will come to us and go i've got this design but how do i make this sleeve how how do you know it's endless actually all the things that they normally want to know or that we will help them with so, yeah, it's the challenge of, of working out how we can still do that for the students over this lockdown. Um, I mean, I think, you know, the students have actually the feedback we've had, they've, they've actually really appreciated it because what they could do now that they couldn't do before. So if I ran a live workshop on putting in a fly zip, for instance. In a pair of trousers you know they'll they'll be with me for an hour and a half and they'll do it with me then they go away again and then in three weeks time when they're actually putting it on their garment they can't remember what you did with them but now there's a video you know and they go back Mm. and they look at the step-by-step guide and they can print it out and they can watch the video i mean they must get bored to death of jane and me but you know they can watch it again and again and so actually i think they're they're saying that that's really useful because they feel like they've got us, if you like, the, the information and the knowledge that we normally impart to them. They've got us 24-7. And I think, um, but having said that, I do, you know, every, all the students have suffered, haven't they, from not coming in and, you know, not using the, the workshops and, and interacting with themse- with each other and us as much. I, mean,
0: yeah. I think it, it has hit everybody, but, you know, creative subjects and not having access to the facilities and yeah. that being such a big yeah, deal. I, I think, think that's that's. Yeah. Really difficult for them. It is. But I'm, I'm sure it has had its difficulties for everybody. But yeah. thank you, Monique. It's great uh, to speak to you. You too, Very really
1: interesting. Okay, well, take care. Keep thank you. Soon.
0: Okay,
1: care. bye. bye.